Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A funky Friday on PhD. Rob Trujillo filling in for Josh Dover. We got Scott Hastings holding it down for the namesakes of the show. And now we bring in on the Ramos Law Hotline, Jason Horowitz, the play-by-play voice of the, I almost said Oakland Raiders, but they're not. They're the Las Vegas Raiders. Jason, thanks for joining us. Uh, rumor has it you're a Detroit guy. Whoa. I am. And that you know Scotty from the Bad Boy days. Well, I wouldn't say that I know him. No, of like Scotty from the Bad Boy days. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, true story. Uh, when I was a kid, so I grew up in Michigan, and, uh, you know, I was, you know, elementary school when the back-to-back titles happened. And I had this VHS tape called Pure Pistons. It was this whole thing about from, like, the 50s all the way to winning back-to-back titles. And, uh, you know, my George Blaha, who was the, still the voice of the yep. Pistons, was my idol growing up. And uh, so there's, I was literally a few days ago explaining this to my kids about the Pistons growing up, and we were watching YouTube clips of Pure Pistons, and there's Scott Hastings with an, with an, <laughs> playing with Bill Lambeer and company. <laughs> Dan, you want to hit the sound bite? Now Hastings wants a piece. Yeah, <laughs> that is my favorite part of our open. That's a, a good part. Good part. That, that, if you, you may be too young, but that was the uh, Philadelphia game in Detroit when Lambeer and I well, I actually Lambert did. He got beat up by Barkley, but I popped oh. Barkley. Oh. Yeah. That's why I was in there. I had to rescue him. You got to have Lambert's back more than that, man. You can't sell him out no. like that. Hey, growing up, hey, now, we talked about this earlier. Here's, here's the other question I have for you, though. Like, Tyler's 6'8". Scott's a big dude. Like, Rob, are you also – like, you have to be 6'6 or taller to be part of the show? No, it's, it's actually – they call it the tallest show in the world, and I am clearly bringing down the average on it. Tyler pointed out last week he has maintained the weight average, and, and that's we appreciate that for him. <laughs> Listen, uh, size is coming all shapes and sizes. Exactly. I got to ask you this before we get into the, the Bronco and Raiders. And, and we watched last night the opening game, Kansas City and Detroit. Good win for the, the Detroit. And I said this, and you would know this. Um, and from my years playing with the Pistons, Lions fans literally are just w- waiting in, in, in the brush. To support a foe. I mean, they're amazing how many good Lion fans they are, but they've been treated as such bad football for basically going on three decades for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always hope, right? I mean, there's always been great players, which leads you to believe that there's great things coming and that never really was. Like, I, as a kid, it was Barry. Right. And, you know, everyone loved Barry, and it was always clockwork. You know, they'd go 10 and 6, and then they'd go 5 and 11, and then they'd go 10 and 6, and then 5 and 11. So, um, 
you know, in the last 20 years haven't really been great. They've made the playoffs. Matt Stafford had some good seasons. Calvin Johnson set records. Right. But, you know, they still have only won one playoff game since the 50s. And, you know, I, look, I, this is only my second year as the voice of the Raiders, and I've loved every second of it. Um, but I think Raider Nation in a different way because they've got so much history and so much that they have to get back to and live up to. But it's been a rough 20 years, too. You know, two yeah. winning seasons, two playoff appearances. And, and one of those was, you know, um, Derek Carr had the broken ankle and they went to Houston with a third-string quarterback. So it's, 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 you know, it's a lot of hope and a lot of belief and a lot of let's see what happens. But, for, you know, to your point about last night, they put it out there. And, they, and they, you know, all the build-up to it was real. And I think if you're a Detroit fan, you're feeling really good about that. All right, so let's talk about last night and what it means for these two teams. Here in Denver, we've been talking about how important this game is. Even though it's a week one game, it's one of your six division games. For Denver, it's your home game against the Raiders. And now with Kansas City losing week one, you can kind of get a good taste in your mouth of not only, hey, do we get a division win, but we're we're in it right now. We're like we yeah. have a good feeling going into it. Not to mention that the Chargers are playing the Dolphins, and that's an easily losable game for them. So we're talking big about the game here. How do you guys feel about it in Vegas? It's almost I mean, it's not a must win, it's week one, but it certainly feels like a massive game. Um, you know, you're 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 talking about for the Raiders' perspective, you know that's six in a row against the Broncos. Yep. That's that's a that's ownership, right? That's eight of ten. This has been a team and a, and a division rival, and the Raiders have owned uh, over the last few years. So that's a. B, you know, you, you look at at Russell Wilson, and you're like, okay, he can't really be as rough as last year, and it put it all on Nathaniel Hackett. But let's see. Um, and then C, these were the two of the most disappointing teams last year compared to expectations. And whoever wins this game is going to have the ability to be like, look, last year's gone. This is what we're really going to be. And who knows what it's actually going to be, but it certainly lends that momentum. And so, I, you know, I do think it's a huge game for both these teams. Yeah, and, and especially to start the season. And, and listen, I'm old school enough, and I called the Broncos. My first year calling the Broncos was the, the Super Bowl 33 year, and then they follow up a 34 Super Bowl. I thought it was, as a broadcaster in the NFL, I thought you are just supposed to win Super Bowls. <laughs> but that was when Shanahan owned and had that grudge against Al, obviously, in Oakland. Um, but it's always been a great rivalry. When I was a kid, I grew up in Kansas, so I was a Chiefs fan. And guess what? The Chiefs fan had to – and that's a great rivalry. I, right. I, I understand people don't like and they compare, well, both teams stink. I, I, I think true fans throw out records when it comes to Raiders and Broncos – Raiders and Chiefs, Broncos and Chiefs. I think they throw that out the window, and it's always going to be a rivalry for for the hard hardcore fan. I agree with that. I mean, look, last year uh, I don't remember exactly what the Broncos' record were, but we Raiders were in Denver week eleven, and going in Las Vegas was two and seven. But you know, you win that game in overtime. You go to Seattle, and Josh Jacobs has the eighty-six yard touchdown run, and you come back and beat the Chargers, and all of a sudden the games matter. And that's, I think that's one of the great things about the NFL, especially now that there's the extra playoff uh, team, is that, you know, you can go so deep into the season and games, the games are not meaningless until really, really late in the season. And you throw these two together week one and then knowing we're going to play again week 18 in Las Vegas, I just, there's so much there. And, 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 and the hate, well, I don't know, the, the dislike for each other and, and the, the meaning of the division game and the rivalries. And I, and I think the rivalries in the AFC West 
are as good as there are in the league. Um, you mentioned some of those there with the Chiefs and the, and the Broncos and certainly the Chiefs and the Raiders. Like, those are as, as college-esque as you can get. You know, Colorado and Nebraska, you guys that. are going to have this weekend. Yeah. That same thing. That's as good as they get. And I think the NFL has that, particularly with these two teams in this division. All right, so let's let's get into the matchup a little bit real quickly. Um, I don't know what you know or what you can say, but tell me what's going on with Chandler Jones out there. Is he going to play, or is that defense already going to be down a guy going into the week? So I don't – let's start with what I know, and the answer is not a lot. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> – so let's 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 go with that on all of this. You know, yeah. they talked about it being a personal matter. Um, Chandler was not practicing a lot during the preseason. Later part of it was what was being discussed as an injury. Uh, so so that's the that's the known part. Um, Josh McDaniels talked today and said, you know, didn't think he would play. Um, and we'll have the official injury report today, and whether or not he's officially listed as out or not, we'll find out. Um, so that's the other part. And then the unknown is what happens moving forward. And I, I have no idea. I, it's a very, I think, strange situation. I, I think certainly feels that way, kind of out of the blue. Um, and we'll see what happens moving forward. Josh McDaniels, let, let's say it starts rough for those, guys, for those guys. You get a new quarterback in, a guy that he's familiar with from the year he's an offensive coordinator in New England, and Garoppolo kind of put his name on the map, if you will. Um but say it starts rough and you guys start one and five, uh, two and five, or something like that. Does he make it through the season? Uh, I think so. I, I, I mean, I don't have anything to go off of other than you know the the, the conversation and the comments this year of saying that hey, they're not going to judge this regime this year on wins and losses. Um, you know, I I don't know that that's ever actually been true when people say that, but that's been out there. Um, but, yeah, I don't think that they are going into this looking to make a change. I really don't. Um, and, it's a, it, look, this is, a, this is an org, uh, a complete overhaul of the previous era. And, and, and I don't have full comparison about what other franchises have done or other coaching staffs, GMs, things like that. But there's only like 12 or 13 guys that are on this roster heading to Denver for Sunday who were on the roster two years ago. Yeah. Um, before Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler came in. So when they said that they had to come in and overhaul the roster, they meant it. And it's, you know, it's Derek Carr, and it's a lot of guys. Jason, uh, and so we'll see where they are. Jason Horowitz, play-by-play guy for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so real quickly, uh, we got just another minute here. Uh, you got a new quarterback. Derek Carr's gone. You got Josh Jacobs missing most of camp. Darren Waller's gone. I mean, tell me what this offense you think is going to look like coming into Denver on Sunday. I think the offense is going to be really good. I do. Um, because not yet, Darren Waller is gone. Um, but Darren Waller also missed half the year last year. And the offense put up points. You know, Josh Jacobs was able to run the football really well. And I think Josh feels fresh. I think he feels invigorated. I think he feels good. Jacoby Myers was one of the most coveted receivers in free agency. They're excited to have him. Um, the offensive line has continuity. They feel good about that. So I think the offense is, 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 is going to be ready to roll. Question is, um, how much improved is the defense? Because that, they weren't, other than Marcus Peters, the splashiest big names in free agency, but they feel really good about the leadership they got and the playmakers they got, and I think that's the, the biggest question mark, and we'll see on Sunday.
And you still got Max Crosby that tends to That's right. get about eight sacks in the two games that he plays against Garrett Bowles <laughs> and, the, and the Denver Broncos. Hey, hey, real fast, we'll let you go. Just from an outside perspective, give us your perspective on Russell Wilson. Ooh, uh, I, I, I have a hard time <laughs> believing this. I have a hard time believing he's done. Yeah, I, I do because he's been so good for so long and he takes so many hits and makes so many plays. And it's not like Seattle had the best receiving core ever. Um, but, man, watching him in the offense last year from afar, it was not great. Um, but I would say that the offensive line, uh, when you add Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey and all the money they spent to bring those guys, the offensive line you would think is going to be much better. And if the offensive line is better, then you think Russell Wilson will be better. Yeah. So I, 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 think, I think he'll be okay, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, listen, we're hoping we watch him hang 30 on you I, on Sunday. I think he will, Jason. <laughs> I, I, I think he's going to Yeah, you can hang year. 30 as long as it's 31, 30 the other uh-huh. guy. All right. We're going to have to Lysol down the Ramos Law hotline after letting a Raider on it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jason, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for joining us. See you guys. Enjoy. See you, Jason. It's, the, uh, it's Jason Horowitz, the play-by-play voice of the Las Vegas Raiders on the Ramos Law hotline. Car accident. You need Ramos Law medical doctor and attorney ramoslaw.com we'll be right back after this on altitude sports radio that you stare at DT when you start wiggling your hands. I'll make like sure that. you turn it down. I'll make sure you turn it down. I don't mind. Call my good friend Big Al. Uh, Let just... breathe. Coming home intoxicated. I said just wanna love you. I just wanna love you, baby. Guess that's why I'm so elated. Bunch of 20 year olds. Give it to me, baby. There's a bunch of 20 year olds sitting there out listening to Carlos and their foot stepping. Going oh, listen, when Why it's funky, it's funky. Why it don't matter how old you are. <laughs> Steve Nelson just ran to the closet to go get his saxophone. That was interesting how you ended that. <laughs> the first half of that sentence really felt like it was going to end differently than uh, what you The only thing in that closet is his saxophone. Oh, okay. In a box of cleaning. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> it's Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Columbus, Hastings, and Dover. We've got uh, Tyler Columbus getting honored as alumni uh, in Seattle this weekend. So he's he's out on the West Coast. Dover on the East Coast getting honored as one of the f- f- best hair cousins, favorite cousins. I don't know, something. And uh, Scott Hastings, nice enough to still come to work. I appreciate that, Scotty. It means a lot. Injured. <laughs> but you did. I'm, now, there's I'm a difference feeling... between hurt and injured. You're hurt. Uh I don't know. What's the difference? I mean, people Can you say play? that. Verily. Yeah, but you're here. Could I play basketball? When you put that jersey on, hey, Scott, hey, hey. you're 100%. Could, could, I, could I play basketball? <laughs> I, could, I, could I could have put that jersey on from the home, too, and sit there <laughs> sit there with a heating pad on my back for four or three hours. That would have been more more like it. But but what is the difference between hurt and injured? Uh, injured, I think, makes you physically incapable of 
It hurts just like you're hurting. It hurts to to do physically yeah, what I, I you think, need to do. I think I'm hurt. Dean hurt. I'm hurt, yeah. but I'm afraid if I ever get a diagnosis, it's going to be that you're injured. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm afraid of. I had to phone today, call a doctor, saying, "Dude, can you get me in the back, dude? I need an injection or something." I've never had one. The injections, I mean, they they work, but they're, I mean, that's, that's not, not, not supposed to be good for your body, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're but dude, not but good you, for you. You've had a bad back. Yeah, my, it was my dad who had the injections. Though, but the would you not injury. almost do anything to get? get the pain away from the back he tried everything in the quarter zone shot at least made him happy for a little bit so i I would take happy for a little bit yeah well so would uh team usa Uh, don't forget no dumb questions coming up at 1 30 so you can start sending in your ndqs now either on the text line at 303-504-0925 or on the twitch chat uh but uh team usa would take happy right now lost a maybe i shouldn't call it a stunner i was it's gonna call it a stunner this morning to Germany, their second loss of the turn- tournament, which means that they will play in the third place game coming up this weekend. I want to, I kind of want to put this two ways. One, I read an article from Brian Winhorst that said they, they kind of took a gamble, that they didn't have size and that they weren't going to need it. And in both their losses that they paid for taking that gamble. Um. Well, one, unless it's the Olympics, because American basketball players don't give a flip about world championships or the FIBA world championship. Uh, I guarantee you, watch what in a couple days, whenever Serbia or Germany wins, how that country responds. The country will go nuts. Yeah. Um, The World Cup isn't as big maybe as a soccer one as far as the national worldwide attention, but I promise you Germany and, and Serbia will all be watching those those games. Serbia has some big wins as a country. Does Germany have any big wins not, as no, a country? Not that, I, not that I know, but but now Germany has four or five dudes that play in the NBA. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, I don't like Steve Kerr. I think he's got a little phony in him, in my opinion. I used to love him, but I, I kind of don't anymore. Um, but that's just me. I knew exactly what he was going to say. Well, the world was caught up, and which is what every single losing USA coach has said since, since they got hammered. What was the one year? It was in 97 that the, the, the World Cup, the FIBA World Championship was in America, and they got hammered on American soil. Didn't they finish like fifth or something? Seventh. Like yeah, seventh. Um, George Carl, I think, coached that team and that in was, Indianapolis. And that was the catalyst for bringing in LeBron and Carmelo and all them. Yeah, but it, was, af- but it, was, after the, it was after the Dream Team, which was 92. Yeah. And, 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 but then all of a sudden the, the luster kind of went off and, and a lot of guys, whatever, whatever. And, and still they had, you know, I, I didn't like their team, but even when they when they got beaten, took a bronze with LeBron and Melo, and then they came back and said, "No, we're going to bring our best back." And then they they won, I think, four straight Olympics. Um, I, I didn't like their team, and I didn't like the makeup of their team. Um, I think they had some good role guys and and Ant. To be honest with you, Edwards. well, that's what I was going to ask you. So, Ant kind of stepped up as the superstar of this team, but who are the superstars that that Team USA is missing that are under thirty, right? Like you could still say LeBron could play on that team and and no. and contribute, right? Uh, but like, who are the super the young USA? All the great young players right now are from other well, countries, well, yeah, and probably so. Which which goes back to the remember the sprinter, the one a, a world championship in the sprint he goes i don't know why the nba calls moral champions because it is now and i i told you before when we won the championship in 91 
I didn't like, and I never, I've never said world champion because it was still pretty much just an American league. And you might have one or two guys that, that had come in the league. But nowadays, you win an NBA championship, you're a world champion because the best players, I would say 95 or the, the, the top, the top 95% of the great players on these teams make it on the NBA's team. Like I said, Germany had four or five guys uh, that are playing in the in the NBA. Yeah. Um, Canada, who's now going to play USA for the third third place for the bronze medal, uh, has seven, six or seven dudes that played in the NBA. Now, listen, both those teams qualified for the Olympics. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a little bit of a silver lining here. But, but... this is still a world championship. Yeah. And this is where you still want to represent. I didn't think whoever selected the USA team, and it's become a selection process also, which is weird. I don't know if there's a lot of bigs. I, I think I would have looked, tried to find at least one more big or at least play big. They got two bigs on the bench they never play. Kessler was fabulous for Utah, but he's a role guy big. Well, guess what? You know what he does? He rebounds and blocks shots. They never played him. Um, and then the guys they did play, I, funny, I think Jaron Jackson. That came in on the text line, actually. Right. It was uh, framed as an NDQ, but we can talk about it here. Scotty, why wouldn't Steve Kerr play Walker Kessler? I think it was a massive mistake by Team USA. I, I, I don't disagree with whoever that texter is. It, listen, we get seen four nine, times four, a year. We get seen four times a year. A uh, kid that played at Auburn, came from Auburn, and, and what he does is block shots and, and rebounds and scores around the hoop. That's what they were missing. God is going to block a few shots. And they love Jaron Jackson. And I know he made an all-star game or two, at least one, I know. I think maybe two. I, I think he's one of the most overrated players in the league, and he was defensive player of the year. Yeah. I, I, I think he's one of those guys who's 6'11", who likes to shoot threes and block shots. I, I need you to go give me 12 boards. Right. Right? I need you to bang a little bit. Yeah, I need you I need you to be – but that's – got to play what your game is. But that is that – that that is what other teams did to him to beat them. I'm, now, granted, I'm not breaking down film of this, so I don't know for sure. But from what I read, that's what other teams did to beat them. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They, they, got, they, they, had, they put in big lineups and they just banged down low and we couldn't hang with it. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I, I don't disagree. And they got some. They have nice role player. I like Bridges. I like Anthony Edwards. But, I think he's a star waiting to happen. Uh, the the what's the kid from the Lakers, Reese, uh, Reeves, Reeves, Austin Reeves. Um, I think he's a good role player. They got a well, handful of good role players, but they don't have any handful of good defensive role players. Well, but this is what I was trying to get to, and real quickly before we get to no dumb questions, they're playing Canada in the third place game. Who's got a good roster? Gilgis Alexander is a great player. He put them on his back apparently for a bunch of games, but they also have an ace in the hole. Jamal Murray did not play for them. No. So when they go to, I can't even remember where the next Olympics is, but when they go to the Olympics, they, they get to Paris, Paris maybe Paris? I think, I think yeah. it's Paris. when they go to the Olympics in Paris, they get to say, Hey, well now, now we've got a world championship point guard. Who's going to be yeah. added and, to and, our and roster and making a huge difference. It should be healthier. In, yeah, in a absolutely. Years, so too. 
Does the, Ser- do Serbia, they, Serbia do, can win a goal and say, hey, we got the best player in the world, didn't even play that. Right. Serbia can do the same thing. <laughs> yes. What? Who can the USA add to that? Like, like Anthony Edwards, yes, was great, but has clearly proven that he is not enough to carry this team to a gold medal. I don't know that the USA well, ha- is, is it Zion? Like, I don't know that USA has any players that they can say, hey, listen, this guy didn't even play in the world championships. We're well, going to be a, better. A, a healthy in the Zion Olympics. would be, be nice and would be a brute, just like Barkley was when they played for the Dream Team. Um, John Morant. John's an interesting choice. I mean, there's scores, but, but again, you know, nobody's playing any kind of defense. If, if you want to put a couple guys, remember when they won real big? I mean, they're putting guys on there that that really couldn't score, but they were defending. You know, Trey Young wasn't on this team. Another guy that averages close to 30 and talking with people for the USA um, selection, they didn't think he was big enough to play in, in in a World Cup type. It's a more physical game. Yeah. Well, Dennis Schroeder just chewed up the game, and he ain't the most physical guy in the world. Yeah. Right? So Trey Young, but at least going to knock, you know he's going to hit you about five threes. Well, and even when they put scores on the team for Team USA, like the Redeem team, Kobe Bryant, I mean, one of the most famous things of of that uh, documentary that they did was Kobe running right through Pau Gasol. Like, you had defenders who were also scorers, and I don't know that any of the the young guys on Team USA do that. No, I I don't either, to be honest with you. And and like I said, I I think Steve Kerr put a pretty lineup in. He didn't necessarily put a physical lineup. Listen, Denver Denver had – Jamal and Joker and three solid defensive-minded role guys, and they won an NBA championship. Yeah. You yeah. know that they, they were key. I know Michael's Michael, but your sixth man was Bruce Brown, a a a role player defensive dog. KCP was a starter, a role player defensive dog. Uh, Aaron Gordon, a starter, Accepted a defensive role. rebounding kind of dog. Um, and they didn't have those on this team. They yeah. played all pretty people. Interesting. All right, let's fire up No Dumb Questions. Columbus, Hastings, and Dover present dumb, 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 dumb. No Dumb Questions. This is your safe space. Send us your not dumb question now. Tweet it, text it, or twitch it. It's No Dumb Questions with PhD on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. All right, I'm going to start it with an easy one, a quick one. NDQ, Scott, specifically for you. Me. Yes. What player did you play against that had the worst body odor or breath? <laughs> Rat somebody out, man. Give us some dirt. <laughs> well, it, it was nobody no one's ever heard of, but you can look them up. And I don't know all the guys on this team, but my first game as a collegiate uh, with the University of Arkansas, back then, Russia would send a traveling team, basically mostly a bunch of their Olympians, and would send them across America, and they'd play literally like 27 games in 30 days across the United States and playing against great, you know, or good, really good college teams, probably in preparation to see the style and everything else. We got an elevator the day of the game to head down to get on our bus, and I got on the elevator with about five or six dudes, and basically they ain't washed their jerseys maybe on that trip. And that was the most horrendous smell. No, come on. You got to give us an NBA guy. You got to give us an NBA guy. No one stunk. Come on. I I never played against a a stinky guy in the NBA, honestly. I I can honestly say. Do you believe that, DT? I don't believe that. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're getting their 
jerseys washed. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, if you played high school sports, it's it's the practice jerseys. That... Yeah, or, or hockey, right? Those yeah. practice hockey uniforms. Yeah. You told me. But but that Russian team, and I can't remember his first name, but go look him up. I've talked to him before. His last name was Tachenko, and I think he was seven four seven five. My first shot ever in college, I do a running hook. I'm a freshman. I'm, you know, 18 years old, 6'9", 6'10", probably 200 pounds, 197. I shoot a hook shot on this guy, 7475. He blocks it. The ball doesn't land until the other side of half. I shot it right about the dotted line. The ball landed on the other side of half court. He blocked it so much. <laughs> one of their guards picked it up, took one dribble, laid it up. <laughs> <laughs> that was my very first collegiate shot was against this dude, and I went. And it made you, you know, feel. I'm coming out of high school. I'm like, no one ever blocked a hook shot. I had. I mean, come, <laughs> Too come, small. Come on Too now. <laughs> come on now. But but he was part of the, the guys in that. Listen, go, but go look him up, Tachenko. He was a monster. <laughs> I'll get Dan to look him up after. he has, You got a no dumb question All for right, us, Max DT? asks this on the text line. This is a good question. What will be what would be a bigger football victory this season? CU beating Nebraska or the Broncos beating the Chiefs? Oh, I feel like this is a really easy one. Scott, you want to go first here? Which would be what? What's a bigger victory? The what Buffs would be a beat- vi- bigger victory? CU beating Nebraska or the Broncos beating the Chiefs? Well, they don't play the Chiefs. No, but but in over the year, oh, which Chiefs. would be right. Yeah, I feel like even. I feel like it's a slam dunk. It's the slam Chiefs. dunk. They they beat Nebraska the last two times they played. Yeah, and and listen, it would be de- like we would hate losing to Nebraska. Don't get me wrong, but you haven't beat the Chiefs in I think it's CU. Years. Tell me why. Because all of the hype surrounding Dion and the Buffs right now, if they lose to Nebraska, that balloon pops. Oh, I don't know if it pops though. Maybe, but, I think it deflates a, bit, a little You bit. said a bigger game, bigger victory. I, uh, I think no, it's CU. I, I think a bigger Easy. victory, a bigger victory is Denver beating Kansas City because you ain't beat them in ten years. Or not five years, right? You ain't, you ain't beat him. Well, 2015, yeah. Um, you know, five, so 11 straight games, something like that? I think it's 12. 12? Yeah. Well, they, you got the last game, which is the first game Mahomes started, and then the rest of his career. Yeah. So five years of starting, 10. I think it's 11. This would be 12 unless you're already counting. Um, <laughs> but I, I, they haven't beat him. So to beat him, I think that'd be a huge game. You've beaten Nebraska last couple of times you played him. Now, Meaningful as far as your season? I still think it's Broncos. It still might be. I still think it's Broncos. Because, listen, Dion already won the game. He won against TCU. So you're not going to have the bubble completely burst if you lose to Nebraska. It's oh, gonna, yes, it would. It's going to suck. But I don't know if it completely bursts. And if you come, if you bounce back and beat Colorado State after that, I think you're back on track for what people thought, which is like a bull-type season. So that's why I think that. All right, one more I want to get to here real quickly. Off that, uh, NDQ from William, if Colorado wins, do you tear up Deion Sanders' contract and extend him immediately? Now, I don't necessarily think you extend him after the Nebraska game, so I'm going to alter his question a little bit. But if he makes a bowl this year, do you tear up the contract that you signed him to that you already couldn't afford and give him another contract you can't afford just to make sure that he stays put, fellas? What do you think, Scotty? I mean, what's he making? Twenty nine million with this con- current contract? I think that's the total. Yeah, twenty nine. To- yeah. The total or this year, not this year. No, no, no. total. total, total. Is so it's what six per? Yeah, something like that. What does Nick Saban make? 
And like that's what he needs to make. I don't. Wow. I don't. I mean, I listen. Wow. I, to keep him, I, I, to keep him here. I probably wouldn't go that far, but you're not far off. To keep him here, it's it's got to end up top five. Somebody's going to offer that contract. It's probably got to go around eight 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 figures close to. But I will say but, this: but, I'll, I'll bet you, with the contract, which has got to be as much as they've ever paid a head coach at CU. But I got to believe with all the ancillary stuff, I bet he's making another two or three million dollars. They probably said, "Listen, we can't pay you." 10 but here's your four or five and by the way you're gonna make especially if you win he's gonna make another three three million dollars a year on merchandise five year 30 million yeah of course he's making money on his prime so, gear so last Affleck. year Saban made 10.7 million yeah so I don't and, think you have and, to get there but I think if I think you got to bump him from like five to seven somebody's gonna pay I'll, him that I'll bet you he's just under Saban if you count on all the uh, the ancillary stuff he's gonna get but I they've allowed him to continue his YouTube day he owns all that he's controlled all the media so now if you want some inside stuff you have to subscribe to that which now gets him paid even more and now you get all the gear you got prime gear in the student union which is selling out yeah I mean, I mean I'll bet you he makes another couple million don't you think I I, I mean I, I don't doubt it but I, I don't think that matter I think he says to himself I can get that no matter where I go so See, it's, but so I, it's I a couple know. million on top of the 10 million that Auburn's offering me, me or this. a couple million on top of the 5 million that Colorado retires and they offer him the job they're gonna let him do prime gear in the in the the Alabama student union yeah yeah probably hundred percent yeah I don't think so I I really think so I don't think so but but I think if you're Colorado I think you just have to make the point to him that we value you and we know what you've done here and that we think that you're worth this. So Kirby Smart's 10 million, Brian Kelly's 9 million, Mel Tucker's 9 million, Jimbo Fisher's 9 million, and uh, Saban well, recently and, and signed the $10 million. Mel contract. Tucker's pay, making 9 million in Michigan State because CU didn't want to pay that. Oh, yeah, totally. You know? Totally. But I just think, I think you have to get him into this top 10. The, the bottom of this top 10 is Mike Gundy, who's making 7.5. I, I, I think you make him, the, and you put in his contract, you'll always be the highest paid coach in the Big 12. Okay, well, that's Mike Gundy right now, seven point five. So, yeah, so and he's making five right now. Right, so it's a two and a half. That's but, what I'm saying. I guarantee, two and a half I guarantee he's making more money this year than Mike Gundy when you count all the other stuff. Probably. By the by the way, I'll go back now because I was going down a rabbit hole when you started this. His name was Vladimir Tuchenko. Seven three, three ten. So. Seven, seven three, 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 three ten. So he was a stick, though. I mean, he was <laughs> seven three. Well, I'll come over my, there at the break and yeah, I'll come over there in the break and, and take a look. His computer. <laughs> um, but he blocked your hook shot for the first time. Crushed and... it. <laughs> yeah, crushed. He blocked it from the dotted line. It landed on the other side of half. But look at that. seven three three ten. It was back during the Cold War. They say he could have played in the NBA, but Russia wouldn't let him come over. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they had all that stuff. With the, that was the big hockey thing at the time. At the, yeah, yeah. But even before, because he, he was – I played him in 78. So. And, and you're saying he smelled. Well, they didn't wash your jersey. <laughs> all right, we'll be back on the other side with some more Bronco talk on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5.
Hype Sports Radio 92.5. It's a funky Friday. PhD, Scott Hastings holding it down. I'm Rob Trujillo filling in. And I have to out myself. I don't know this song. I don't, I don't know it. I'm sorry. We play this uh, pregame at every Nuggets game. Oh, all right. Candy by Cameo. Okay. Well, Cameo. I do know Cameo. Well, listen, I thought it was important that I was honest with you guys. Which Joe Burrow was not yesterday. Or maybe he was being honest. I don't know. He got asked after practice how he felt about his contract situation and if it's in his head. And he essentially said, oh, I'm not really thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah, you want to know why? Because the contract was done. (laughs) Contract signed for Joe Burrow. It's the fourth time the quarterback market has been reset this offseason. Big number for him. Five years, $275 million. $219 million guaranteed. $55 $55 million for the average annual value. And how that relates to your Denver Broncos? Well, I don't know if it makes you feel any better, but you now slide Russell Wilson down to the seventh largest contract in value and the fifth largest contract in AAV. Does that make you feel any better, What's AAV? A- average annual value. Oh, so how much he makes it? How much he makes it? Analytic number. Analytics. Num- <laughs> it's division. Average annual. You know, that's that's analytic uh, description. No, it's how they figure the cap in the NHL, though. So oh, that's why I'm used to that's talking analytics. about AAV. I've never I've never used AAV. Average annual value. Never. How much that. per year? Yeah. Um. Listen, everybody who's caught up on Russell Wilson's salary, stop for a moment. Because every one of you, when they got him, Trey said, they got to sign him, got to sign him. Can't, you can't give up all that stuff and, and not have him locked in for three or four years. Well, they did. And now he has a bad year. You want to jump ship. He sucks. Blah, blah, blah. I, I think the new coach has done a disservice, but I think he's been smart because I think he set it up that if Russ is bad again this year, he could just go, see, told you. And if Russ is really good this year, he'll go, see, I see how I helped him, see how I fixed him. Yeah. So he is he has done a a marketing magical job. I, I think he's gonna be good. And and if they get, you know, up to around ten wins, are you gonna care what he's making? No, I mean, listen, this was part of the reason and anybody who tells you they were against them signing Russell Williams or Russell Wilson to the contract is lying. Everybody said this is an easy win for the new owners. They can come in, they can sign Russell Wilson to a new contract. And on top of that, you get it in before these four contracts. This is what everybody was talking about, that Jalen Hurts is going to get a big contract. Lamar Jackson is going to get a big contract. Uh, Justin Herbert's going to get a big contract. And so is Joe Burrow. So part of what you were doing was trying to sign a deal before all these guys did. And he just had such a bad year last year that it looked silly. After you did it. But if he's the fifth highest paid quarterback, yes, he's not the fifth best quarterback. I know. But if he's the 10th best quarterback in the league this year, I don't think you're really sweating the, what is it this year? 30, $35 million cap hit that he has. Well, I got to sneeze. Hang on. <clears throat> there it is. The, um, they go back and you look about how he played last year and you go, well, he was, uh, what is it, 28th ranked or something like that, 20. Horrible. I mean, horrible year. Um, you go two years back before that, when the last year he was fully healthy all year, he was the third ranked. 
So, I mean, which is he? Can he live somewhere between three and twenty-eight? And does that how much better does it does it make you? And listen, his cap hit is thirty-five million dollars this year for a starting quarterback. That is not yeah. astronomical money. Now, next year, cap hit goes up to fifty-five million dollars. Everybody's talking about how their potential out is the year after that. The year after that, he would be thirty-one million in dead cap space. But I got news for you: next year, his cap hit is fifty-five million and a half. His dead cap, if they cut him, is $49 million and a half. Well, there's not, there's not a true Bronco fan. If you're an absolutely true Bronco fan that wants his team to get back on the tracks, there's, there shouldn't be a true Bronco fan that wants and cheers for Russell Wilson to play bad. Because guess what? I, I think you, you say it's an out in two years. I say, no, it's not. These people that are, I know they're worth billions, and could they drop that? Yeah. But guess what? I'm still going to handcuff your team for that entire year. And if and if you get rid of him next year, you're going to be at least a couple years uh, of of handcuff. So you're going to talk about 10, 11 years not making the playoffs. Well, now hold on, but that's kind of what I, why I was saying what I was saying in 2025. So next year next is year's 55 million dollar cap. Next, no, that's two years down the road is a 55 million dollar cap hit. So 23 is what? 23, the cap hit is 22 million, right. and a dead cap if you cut him of 107 million. So that ain't going to happen, right? 24 is a cap hit of 35 million with a dead cap hit if you cut him of 85 million. Also Which not going to happen. Ain't gonna happen. But 2025 In 2025 his cap hit is 55 million, but if you cut him his dead cap is only 49. So you save 6 oh, million dollars oh, 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 by 49 million. But you save 6 million dollars by cutting him. Only for yeah. He's either going to be 55 on your team or 49 off your team that year. So everybody talks about the, the so, out being well, after that, I don't yeah. know that it is. Once again, I don't know many many uh, uh, real rich people that sit there and say we can't get nothing out of him for forty nine or for fifty five. We can't get nothing. But well, and that's that's kind of where I'm at is forty nine to get nothing. Listen, twenty cap hit of twenty two million this year and a cap hit of thirty five million next year. What what you that, hope you know what you do? You hope he has an all pro year. Yeah, and I think he has the capability. And then if you're worried about those cap numbers, you look to move him. Well, and or you sign him to you know put two two dead uh, what are the void years on the back of his contract and extend yeah, and extend the dead money and all that stuff. Yeah, listen, th- twenty two million this year and thirty five million next year for a quarterback is not a lot of money. Like they, nobody should be freaking out about his contract. I personally don't think no. for actual revenue. But but as far as they're saying, if he sucks and you want to get rid of him, you, they ain't gonna ain't gonna happen. I, not for a couple of years. Yeah, not for you, a couple. You, years. So, you, so if you're a true Bronco fan, you better cheer that they play that he plays well, turns it around, can play more like he did in 20, and if he can play like he did in 20, you're going to be fine. And like I said, for a 22 million, a, a, a quarterback that plays to a, a 22 million dollar cap hit is an average quarterback. If he plays average quarterback this year, you're getting your money's worth. Well, let so. me ask this: If your cap hit in, in two or three years, whatever, is going to be 49 million. And your cap is going to be 85 next year. If he just stinks this year, just eat the 85. Tax write-off. <laughs> but it also means if he stinks this year and then you get rid of him with a dead cap, you're now at years 9 and 10 with not making the playoffs because you ain't going to make the play. If he stinks this year, you're not going to make the playoffs. And if you cut him the next year, and you're then not you, going to make the playoffs. And then as we were talking about in the, in the break here, you draft Shador Sanders at – 15th overall. Well, I would I would do that maybe anyway. I honestly I would How do that fun? anyway. How much fun would that be? Well, I would do that anyway. <laughs> well, we'll talk a little bit more about the CU Buffs coming up next and we've got coach Gary Barnett coming up at 2:30 this afternoon on Altitude Sports Radio 925.